Are you ready to be empowered for God to use you in advancing his kingdom in this hour? Then welcome to the Keeping It Moving podcast. I'm your host, Apostle Kim Davis, and I will share with you how to persevere with power through every challenge that seemed to block you as we keep it moving into the divine purpose of God. Let's go. Well, grace and peace multiplied unto you again, and welcome to another episode of the Keeping It Moving podcast with yours truly, Apostle Kim Davis. I pray that you are still on this wisdom journey with me as we go through my book, The Power of Wisdom, with a lot of extra uh, because God has given me so much more wisdom since we wrote the book. You can obtain it on my website at kimadavisministries.com. But let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. I had to call this part three of what's really going on Part three and where we left off last week uh, was talking about where does all the fighting and the quarreling come from as we look at this scripture and as we compare it to what's going on in our world, in our country, in our churches, in the body of Christ, in our families, in our relationships, on our jobs, so much fighting, quarreling, so many opinions, social media. Come on, come on, that's a big one. All of the fights, all of the quarrels, all of the wars that are going on. And we jump, we're jumping into these fights. We're jumping into these quarrels, even on social media, things that have nothing to do with us. And we want to put our opinion in there. And then it starts a whole big old quarrel. And then all of these things. They're out there on social media, wide open. And then sometimes as we go through life, we take a different path. As you evolve, as we evolve and grow and mature, we take a different path. And then many go back and find things that we've said and typed on social media and they come back to haunt us. Things, even on our jobs, etc., uh, words that we have spoken in relationships, they come back to haunt us. And so last week, we saw in um, this James, the fourth chapter and the first verse, uh, the Message Bible said, these fights come, I think this is the second verse, they come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. One through three were the verses that we talked about. We Where do these fights come from? These fights come about because we want our own way and we fight for it deep inside ourselves. Look at every fight. Look at every fight that's going on in the church, in the world, in government. It, there are fights because we all want to have our own way. And it's, it's hard for us to look at the big picture and say, is there some common ground? I know I keep saying the same thing over and over, but I'm hoping that we're getting it. And so these fights, they come from our inner lust. Even people that just want to have our, their own way, they come from that inner lust. And we talked about that word lust last week, that it is a desire. It is an intense longing. We have an intense longing to have things our own way in as many ways as we can 
because we are not fulfilled on the inside. And that is why we fight with one another. This is where these fights are coming from, from our intense longing to have things our own way. Uh, it's my way or no way. Uh, even as we try and work together as a team, uh, there's no team if everybody got to have it their own way. There has to be compromise. We have to find common ground. And so that's what's really going on. That's what we have to understand that having things my way will not necessarily give me um, the, the fulfillment that we're looking for. And so as we um, look at the word of God and in that uh, James, the fourth chapter, let's read it again from whence coming. This is verse one through three from whence come wars and fightings among you. Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members. This is the King James version. Ye lust and have not ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain ye fight and war. Yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Verse 3, ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. And the word of the Lord is already blessed. And so I've already began to touch on those scriptures, even from the Message Bible, uh, and, and even from uh, this other version that I just kind of talked to you about uh, just one second ago. And so verse 2, particularly now, it says that ye lust and have not. This lust, this desire to have our own way, what's really going on? Many of it, much of it comes from a root of jealousy. From a root of covetousness. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've had people be jealous of me um, most of my life. And I think I talked about this last time. And, and, and especially when you have not arrived, if you will. None of us ever fully arrive. But if you look at yourself as being um, so inadequate and you're, you're pressing and you're trying hard to get to a place that God would have you in and you know how far away you are from being that. And then you have to deal with people being jealous of you and you have nothing. You don't have much. You don't have much influence. You don't possess much. You have not accomplished in your mind much. And then you have people that are jealous of you. And you're saying, what are you jealous of? I don't have anything. I, I, I remember people being jealous of me um, when I was on welfare. I always used to use this testimony. They would be jealous of me and the way that I would dress. And I didn't even have a complete pair of pantyhose. I know this is a little too raw. <laughs> I didn't have a, a, a complete nice pair of pantyhose without runs in them. And so many of you won't even understand what I'm getting ready to say. And some of you know exactly where I'm talking about. Um, uh, most of us now, I think we can afford two or three pair of pantyhose. But I used to, so I could look nice when I go to work. I would have two pair of pantyhose. One had a run in one, one leg and one had a run in the other. 
And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to look nice with the, with the, with these runs in my pantyhose? I can't put on this pair. I can't put on that pair. So I would literally cut the leg, the bad leg out of each pair of pantyhose and then put the, pull up two pair of panty, pantyhose on with one leg so that I could have two legs. And then when I would get to work, you know, people, oh, look at her. Oh, she, she thinks she's something. And I'll be like, they have no clue. They have no clue of, of what I was striving and struggling to do. Yet they were jealous of me and talk about me behind my back. And this is something that you have to get over. And this is something also, if we are to make things better in our own circle, we got to make sure that we're not operating in that level of jealousy over people that we don't even know what their struggle is. And, and, and people who are jealous and, and we don't want to operate in jealousy because then it goes into covetousness where now we want what they have. And this is what the scripture says in verse two. In another version, it says you are jealous and covet what others have and your desires go unfulfilled. So you then become murderers. Anytime we're operating in jealousy, anytime we are operating in covetousness, where we want someone else's position, we want someone else's possessions, we want someone else's influence, we'll go so far as we want someone else's spouse, come on, then it goes into a place, and we got to be conscious of this and know what's really going on. It can go into a place of murder. Well, what do you mean murder? I haven't killed anybody. Listen, when you look at verse two in the Amplified Bible, it says to hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned. And so murder, the root of murder is hatred. I hate you so bad that I want to kill you. Now, because we're not murderers uh, that take a gun and shoot someone a knife and stab someone, run them over with our car, etc. But hatred in our hearts is murder. We will assassinate someone's character to kill them. I remember a sermon I used to have, and I still have it, <laughs> got all my sermons. And I talked about spiritual assassination. That many of us, even in church, even in the world, even in our families, our own families, are assassins. We don't assassinate with guns. And I said, not just assassins, serial, serial killers. That's what I used to say. Uh, we have a certain MO where we can go and we can tear someone down. We can murder them with our mouths. And now again on social media, we can put out a post that can tear down someone. We can put out a rating of a business just because we didn't like uh, the person whose business are. We're jealous of it. We're covetous of it. And we would tear that business down with reviews. And it, it doesn't even have to be true. We just want what we want. And so uh, th this is where so much of what's going on is taking us into an area that's so toxic right now. I'm not going in the political arena, 
You know the fights that's going on. We know the fights that's going on. But we as Christians have to address the fight and conduct ourselves in, a fi- in the fight in a way that's different from the world. And so then the scripture then goes on in the Amplified Bible to say that ye burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, and the happiness that you seek. So you fight and war. Okay? You you have not, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you lust and you don't have it, so you kill. You want it so bad and you can't get it, so you fight and we war. And so here is what's going on in the world, in the country, in the world, in our families. We're 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 angry, we're envious, we're burning to have it our own way. And yet when we seem to get it, we obtain a little bit of victory in this situation. We don't get the contentment, the satisfaction, the fulfillment. And that we want. And so we just continue to fight. And we continue to war. And we don't even assess whether we have victories. We just keep on going on in this fight, in this war, in this jealousy, in this envy, in this anger. Even in our marriages, we want our own way. So we fuss and we fight and we tear down and we look for opportunities to be right. But the the solution in my talk today is touched upon in the scripture that ye have not because ye ask not and ye ask and receive not because you ask amiss. Herein lies the problem for us as Christians. I can't speak about the world and how they're handling things. But those of us that are Christians and are even inserting ourselves in some of these wars and basing it on Christianity and our faith beliefs and all of that, herein lies the problem. It says, ye have not because ye ask not, and ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss. So what's really going on? Here's what's really going on. We don't pray. We don't seek God and ask him how we should handle the situation. And when we pray, we are praying wrong. Simple. Think about it. Think about it. We pray and we pray selfish and jealous and murderous prayers even. And and so when we do pray, This is what this scripture is talking about. We're praying with wrong motives and wrong purpose. Selfish motives to get what we desire. And then it goes a little step further that gets really muddy that we may consume it upon our lusts. What does that mean? So that we can get our selfish motivations. So that we can get the most money. So that we can have the most power. So that we can control the relationship. So that we can get the healing to do what we want to do. 
And particularly when we look at a spiritual uh, situation as it pertains to money, many times people don't tie, Christians don't tie because they say, um, well, I don't have enough money. When I get en enough money, I'll tie. But I need us to understand that tithing is not an act of the pocketbook. It, it is an act of the heart. It is an act of a heart of the heart. Tithing is something we don't do because we have enough money. We have it because of the word of the Lord that's in our heart that believes in that. It motivates us to do it. And it's not something, oh, let me see if I'm going to do that. And then if you're not a tither, then that's your own motivation. So don't, don't tear someone else down even because they don't tithe or tear someone down because they do tithe. And that's not your belief because here we are again, we're operating in selfish motivation. So here we come to this. How should we pray? How should we pray? First John 5 and 15 says this, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, two words, according to his will, he heareth us. So number one, we should pray. And number two, we got to pray correctly concerning these things that we feel so passionately about, concerning these things that we desire so much, that we want so much, concerning the way that we want our spouse to act. Oh, we just want him to be this way so badly. Oh, I just need this in my life so much. And if we get it, then what? The word of the Lord says, we have confidence in our prayers when we know that we are praying according to his will. And sometimes when I feel myself entangled in my emotions and I feel really passionate about something and I really want something really bad, I pray about everything. But sometimes when I'm not so sure, then I put it in a simple term to God. God, let your will be done. Help me to know what your will is. And when your will goes against my motivations and my desires and the way I want things to go, I want it to satisfy me. Help me to be okay with what the outcome is that's according to your will. So why can't we just get along? What is really going on? Again, I've said it over and over again in part one, part two, and now here in part three, because we are not operating in humility. And because there is a war going on in each and every one of us, which causes us to fight. And then it causes us to not pray or it causes us to pray and to pray incorrectly, to ask things amiss. And so today, my prayer for you is, my prayer for you is that you will be settled in your heart concerning the will of God, that you will be at peace concerning the wars that go on on the inside of you. Yes, you, they go on on the inside of me because of who we are and how we've been raised and, and what our beliefs are. And we feel very strongly and very passionately about them, but there's a big, bigger picture. 
There's a bigger picture in your marriage. There's a big, bigger picture if you're going through a divorce and, and you, you're bitter about some things and you're vengeful about some things and you want things to go a certain way. But I'm a witness. Settle in your heart to have the confidence in your prayers as you pray, that you pray according to his will and that he is going to hear us. So, Father, we thank you for this time once again. Thank you for illuminating our hearts in many ways of what's really going on. Help us to operate in peace on our job, in our relationships, in our families, in our churches, in government, in the world as we come and as we go. Let them know that we are Christians by our love. Help us to uh, look at our words and speak only words that come from you, from your wisdom, from your spirit. And give us peace, give us power that is power in control. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. It is my prayer that you were blessed by this podcast. If so, please subscribe and like the broadcast. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Pastor Kim Davis. And visit our website at KimADavisMinistries.com. So until next time, may the peace and order of God be with each and every one of you in all things and in all times and in all places. Shalom.